On Tuesday the 3rd of July from 6 to 8pm at The Bird, Wham! and APRA AMCOS held an event discussing bands, budgeting and balancing the books. Now we'll hear from the second speaker of the night, Simon Skinny O'Leary. He'll be sharing the information and tools you need to prepare a high-impact campaign on a modest budget. Um, firstly, hi, my name is Skinny. Uh, please don't call me Simon unless you work for the city of Swan and you want me to do something for you. In all other respects, please just call me Skinny. I have like a skinny at wham.org.au email now, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, I am here to talk to you about uh, the info and tools you need to prepare a high impact campaign on a modest budget. Uh, I know how to do that. Sometimes because I work for Wham, I organize Wham Fest, and most of the time we don't have a big budget. Um, I also organize Hyperfest for the City of Swan, so it's a youth uh, music and arts festival that happens once a year, every year. I've done five of them now. Um, I also have been in um, largely unsuccessful bands and have <laughs> managed um, and have started manage, managing bands this year. I manage uh, statues and slide withers at the moment. Um, and I don't need to manage anymore, so please don't ask me. Um, <laughs> it's very hard already. Um, so I know that we're all broke. So I'm gonna start this um, trying to do as much as we can with zero dollars. And I'm going to uh, start talking about the thing you want to do because I know that a lot of you may not be ready to put out an album or go on a tour. You might be at a point of releasing a single or doing your first show or whatever it is. The thing doesn't matter because what we're going to be talking about for the most part is all the same. So um, yeah, there's a lot you can do for free that hopefully gets, hopefully gets you to the point where the modest income you're earning can support you modestly earning more income for the rest of your career. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to do a lot of question asking. Um, you can answer or you cannot answer. I'm happy for you to yell. Um, but <laughs> but that's that, I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions to get you thinking and then we can start talking about how we address those things and what we can do to kind of um, bridge the gap between what we know now and where you want to be. So, uh, welcome to my horrible PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Um, so you want to do a thing. That's really cool. Why do you want to do it? Yeah, I don't care. No one cares as much about what you want to do as you do. I'm sorry. You're never going to convince anyone. I, my mum never came to a show for my last band. We were together, <laughs> we were together seven years. Um, it, we, were, we were pretty heavy and... Um, she lives in Margaret Free Pass, so I, I do give her a couple of passes there. But if you can't convince your mum to go to a show, <laughs> you know, like, you, 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 there's a, a big leap and bound between this thing that you're really passionate about and uh, engaging with anybody else. So, oh, come on, PowerPoint. How do we make people care? I've got some pieces of paper here, I'm just going to dramatically throw them down once I'm done. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's a candle, not the... Okay, don't put your hand in the candle. Uh, so let's think about your thing as a reality TV show. Uh, you, got, you got a new song or an album. What is it? I'm just going to put the rest of this up because it's stupid. Uh, you, what is it about? Why did you write it? Can you tell me in 30 seconds or less why I would want to listen to it without explaining to me what it sounds like? Because people don't care 
what genre of music you play once you're telling them a story. Like, you, they should already be at the point to understand that you're an indie band or that you're a country band or that you're a punk band when you're talking to them about it. If, if you haven't bridged that gap yet, you, you're, not, you're not there. So, so what story are you telling and why is it relatable to, I've chosen 18 to 35 year olds with a moderate disposable income because that's most of the people that are going to be going to these shows. Um, and you don't have to be able to sell your product to everyone. So it doesn't have to be instantly relatable to every single person in this room or in any room, but it does have to be relatable to someone if you're going to want to get people to your show or sell an album or go on a tour. And the best thing about being alive in today's modern society is that you can be the weirdest fucking band in the world, you can still have thousands of fans because the weird fucking fans are all over the place, but they can hear you from wherever you want. So you've just got to be able to figure out what those people are and how you approach them. Um, so I'm going to talk throughout this, um, this thing about um, the big band that you sound kind of like. Um, I'm going to keep referring to that because it's a really easy way for you to kind of figure out what the market that you should be uh, working with and two is you're already listening to. So what what already exists that you can you can identify that you go, okay, so these people uh, always go to The Bird on a Saturday night because that's the thing that they go to. So maybe we should look at booking The Bird on a Saturday night in like seven months' time because it's ridiculously booked out. Um, but like, okay, so you've got a new show coming up. It's your job to convince me why it's any different to the other 15 I haven't been to. And you have to do that without actually explaining who the other support bands are. Like, the, the amount of times people are like, oh, you should really come to this show. It's like, um, this, and, this band and this band and this band are playing. Oh, also my band's playing. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you're, you're there promoting your band. It's, it's your album release or it's your single release and you, you're selling the show based on the people that are supporting you. Like, yeah, they're all great, but what's the point for me, if, if I've seen those bands in other, other areas, what's the point of me going to the show? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one for, for at least me. I'm like, I, I try to go to a couple of shows a week. If someone's, you know, hasn't sold me on that, other than I can catch you again three weeks later or a week later if you keep booking shows, um, I'm not convinced. So you gotta own the market that you know likes the product that you are. And you, you don't advertise meat to vegans. You, you, you're not going, you know, as a country band, you're not going to amps on a Friday night and handing out flyers. Like, <laughs> you've really gotta figure out your market. Um, which comes down to this. Can I get a show of hands for everyone who's been to a show in the last week? A show that's not your own show? Yes, a couple of people are like, oh. <laughs> Um, how many new bands did you see for the first time? Couple? Yeah, sick. Um, and how many new people did you meet at the show? Ten? Yeah, like, we're, we exist in this huge, like, Perth, the Perth music industry is weird and wonderful and has a whole bunch of different amazing bands in it and we go to shows and we don't talk to anybody and we don't introduce ourselves to each other and we don't know each other. I know three people in the room and I'm dating all of them. Um, so, 
what is it? What is it? Like, I'm like, if you go to shows, like, start thinking about stuff like, why is this show packed out? Or why are there only three people at this show? What, what did the show organisers do to make this work or, or make it not work? Like, is it just because the venue gets packed out? Or is it because the band has been doing some really cool shit on social media? Look at the shit on social media, girl. Oh, look at what they're doing. Um, so, another one of these, another candle hand. Um, so, you still don't know your market. What do you sound like? And don't give me adverbs, I don't care. Um, like, give me some bands that you sound like. I promise I've we'll moved three of the 17 that you like. Um, and do you think that the people that listen to the bands that you sound like will also listen to your music? And if not, what's different? Why, well, like, what's the hard to translate part about your music and what are you doing that doesn't make sense to the market you're trying to reach? And if you've already got a little following, um, I mean, this is like a really basic way of looking at it. But you can check your demographics on Facebook by going to your page and insights of people. Um, this is a pretty generic looking um, readout of, of like your fan demographics, but you can kind of see where your age and uh, male-female split as the gender binary exists on Facebook. Um, <laughs> And you can, and it, like, it gives you a bit of a, you know, a, a little insight, and it also gives you a bit of an insight as to potentially where you could tour. So, yeah, Perth is great for this band that's from Perth, but look at Melbourne. There's 146 people that uh, like might be engaging with that band, and same in Sydney. You could do a weekend and then maybe engaging with those people, and 14 people could come to the show. <laughs> um, so, hopefully, by now, if you've done a little bit of this stuff, you know your market. Do you know your press? Like, where do your fame fans actually engage? Where do they read? Uh, where do your fans find out about music that's similar to yours? Do they rely solely on you posting a gig update every two weeks, saying, hey, come to the booth? Or do they, do they read local press? Do they read, like, Scenester or, or Express? Or do they solely, like, look at, like, the needle drop? Or pitchfork or something that's like so high up that you're never going to be able to engage with it anyway unless you're at a level that you can get on the needle drop. Like, it, it, it's up to you to be able to do your research. So you, you want to tell the press about a, a single or a tour or a show or whatever's coming up. Like I've done this a bunch of times. Google that similar band, the band that sounds like you. Google that band album launch or album re review or uh, album announced and Google that and have a look at the press that have talked about that album and go through the contact details. Find out who that, that person is that has written that review or has written you know, this really good write-up of this band that sounds like yours and get in touch with them. Like, Twitter's not a thing in Perth very much. A lot of music press uses Twitter, um, especially the East Coast as well. Like, Triple J on Earth, I've, I've complained that a band that I work with their song wasn't uploaded yet, and within like 30 minutes, it was approved and it had a four and a half star review just because I complained about it on Twitter. Like, we don't use Twitter in WA, I mean, like most people don't. So, like, know where the easiest point of access is to the people that you want to actually engage with is and use it. Like, I'm just going to keep repeating this just do your research. Like, like, Figure out people's names, get to know them. Um, and like, 
Let's talk about how many press releases you receive a day. I don't know um, about anybody else, but I probably get about 30. How many of them do you open? Generic press releases do not work anymore, unless you're Kanye, because people want to drag clicks to their website and share with some of his success. No one gives a fuck at all. Do not send generic press releases and expect a result. MailChimp is only as good as what you use it for, and I wouldn't use it anymore. I, I have sent out like very targeted campaigns to people that I know would be interested and you get like a 4% open rate and a 0% click rate through ma MailChimp because they see press release or they see like generic shit or it just goes directly to their like um, like other tab in, in Gmail and they never even see it. So it goes back to knowing your audience and it goes back to knowing your press. Send people an individualized email. You should be going to shows and you should be seeing these people at shows and you should be seeing them on the street. You should be having a coffee with them. Like, know who you're talking to so when you're sending them an email you can be like hey man like really good to show, um, catch up with you last night at this show we've got an album launch coming up in a few weeks i'd love to sit down and talk to you about like this song that we wrote for it like it's actually about something that relates to the person you're talking to and like it's not hard to do that like to be able to get two or three results for whatever you're doing it takes two or three emails. It doesn't take you sending one generic email to 400 people and hoping for the best and following up with the same generic thing again. Um, and just as a note, always, 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 always send a Word document. Do not send a PDF. Uh, I don't know whether you've ever tried to copy and paste from a PDF. It doesn't work. You're gonna upset a lot of journalists that have to rewrite your PDF. And they're not gonna do it, but it's gonna be like, that's oh, too hard, I'm gonna go get a coffee. Um, so yeah, look, um, where am I at on this thing? Cool, yeah, good. Um, so, and, and once you've actually like, engaged with that press, it's really important to, to work your socials with that press. So like try and schedule stories so they don't all come out at the same time. Try to send people like information so it's not gonna be like, oh, so we're talking about the, the tour today with pile rats. And we're also talking about the tour today with the music.com. I know we're also talking about the tour today. Fuck. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got too much to post. No one's going to be happy with it because like, that they want you to promote clicks back to their website as much as you want them to promote you. So like, work it out. So like, one place gets the exclusive for the tour announced. One place gets a, like, a single premiere the day after and you've got a constant stream of shit to post on social media because that's what we're all told to do. And like, differentiate, differentiate your stories and your press shots. This is all about like talking to your press again. Like, like make sure that the thing that you're, you're, you're talking to one outlet about is not the same as the other outlet and they don't have exactly the same pressure. Use the same, like with the same photo shoot, but don't use the same exact photo because people will recognize the colors and the theme and the people that are in the photo they don't need it to be exactly the same in every single thing you do. Like take your 100 shots and use four of them because you're only going to get four things for your, for your single release. 
Um, and ask them about stuff like Instagram takeovers and, and like Snapchat and all that other shit that everyone's buzzing about because like they'll jump at the chance and you might get, you know, 4,000 people like, like look at your video if you're just being a dickhead in a rehearsal room for the day. You don't know, just like ask and ask and ask and ask them for help and be like, hey, we really want to promote this, we've got no money, how can we do some cool stuff? Can we do like a, like a live acoustic thing in your office and you just do it live to Facebook, whatever you want. Um, but don't overpost this stuff. Like I said, like it's important that, that the content you're creating feels curated for the people that you're talking to. They don't want to be talked at. Um, and if all else fails, get all of your best mates to like your post. Like, as soon as it happens, it bumps it up in the social, social, social reach as you go, so you might actually see a little bit more return on what you're doing. Um, I feel like I'm breathing really hard in the mic. <laughs> um, so we're at the point where you see things announced. And you're like, fuck, what, we haven't even done anything yet. Uh, we haven't spent any money. Uh, but I'm, I'm, this is like a, a process for us in the room right now, okay? So I'm, I'm not expecting, I'm not going to talk to you about how you need to get your thing mastered and you need to like print it or you, you can figure out what you want there. We're talking about how you can spend the least amount of money and do the most amount of cool shit. And so you haven't spent any money and your thing is announced and it might be released. You don't even, like, what, depending on what it is, it might be you know, a new single, bam, it's done. What is that? You haven't spent any money. How is anyone going to engage with it? You've done the hard work to actually start to get people to talk about it. Um, but you've got to look at things like, okay, so this is a hierarchy of how successful whatever you're doing is, right? Sales. Because you, you hopefully will want it to make money. And then the event responses, if it is just like a, a single launch or an album launch or, or whatever it is. And then like shares, likes and comments, but you can't make any fucking money from that ever. Um, so where do you go from here? This is the fun stuff. Yeah, your thing has been announced. So you haven't sent any money, um, but it doesn't happen in uh, isolation. I've just talked about that. But skinny anyway, single launch is in two weeks. You shouldn't have planned it that crap. I'm sorry. Like, actually give yourself some time. Time, is, like, you're, you're only putting time pressure on yourself. So, like, I've done the same thing. I've like recorded an album and been like, fuck, I need to put it out like straight away. And then it's just bombed because I haven't given myself enough time to organize like a release show and a tour and all that other stuff. Like if it takes three more months to put your record out, no one's going to fucking notice. I can promise you that. But you've got three more months to make a real difference as to how it's received and how much more cool shit you can do uh, to make it actually important to people. So... I love chucking pieces of paper on the floor. Um, I'm going to talk now about your cool mates. Uh, these are your most valuable assets in this free, um, not making anyone have to pay any money yet uh, speech of mine, is to talk to your cool friends and ask them to help you. I'm going to read this one out because I like it. Hey, cool pal, have you seen that new video my band put out? It's a social commentary on the bourgeoisie told through the allegories and references to TV shows from the 90s. I think you'll enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Um, the, the song's called Bourgeoisina Warrior Princess, if anyone wanted to know. Um, but honestly, 
you, you've all seen like you, you like your cool mates on Instagram, right? You're like, how the f like you're at a club that hasn't even opened for like like it doesn't open for two weeks. What the fuck? And they've got like 19 stories on their Instagram, and half of them are just like screenshots of them listening to stupid shit on Spotify and like puppies and but somehow they've got like thousands of friends and like they're a social influencer. <laughs> you should use those people. <laughs> And you should look at them and be like, how the fuck do you do that? Ask them the question. Because that's really important. That's what you should be doing. You're, like, you're looking at a prime example of someone that should be doing what you are doing. And they just do it for fun. Like, use them. Send them stuff. And be like, hey man. And like, oh, I really want you to listen to this. But don't do it to everybody. Because you don't have a hundred cool mates. I promise you, you don't have a hundred cool mates. Send it to five people that you know really well who are your cool friends. And don't... <laughs> don't send generic bullshit and don't be a punisher. Everyone knows a punisher, right? The kind of person that you never want to get into a conversation with. You know them and they're, a, like they're an associate of yours. You know who they are. Um, don't be that person. Don't send 150 Facebook messages to people that you've met once. Don't ask every industry rep that you know to listen to stuff, even if you know that they work in the heavy music industry and you're a country band. It, it makes so much more sense for you to just target the people you know that are gonna like and share and enjoy your music than trying this like awful like wide shot of, of, of what isn't gonna work anyway. You know in your heart's not gonna work. You say, oh, maybe I'll just try it. Don't try it, please. Don't give up, but just don't try things that you know aren't going to work. Um, skinny, I haven't spent any money yet. Uh, how are the social posts going, everybody? Are you getting any traction? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, so that's when you start thinking about spending some money. If, if you aren't getting any social traction on anything, don't spend any money on it, because it's obviously that no one's engaging with it. You're going to spend money to get the people that should already be engaging with it, engaging with it a little bit. Fuck that. Don't use Facebook money for nothing. So don't ever push unsuccessful content. You put something out there and it doesn't work, but figure out a different way to push it. Don't put your hand in a candle. Um, yeah, <laughs> you still haven't spent any money yet. Uh, all you've done is spend a bunch of time preparing for spending a little bit of money, hopefully. The more time you spend preparing to do this, the less money you spend in the long run. Um, so, quick ball, how many new new bands about do you find out because you get a targeted ad on Facebook? Mm, you've heard of them before, haven't you? Someone's been like, oh, you should listen to this band. And then it pops up here. And that's the only time you've, you're ever going to click on anything is because you've already got it in your brain a little bit. Unless, you, unless it's a very clever ad, you're not going to listen to something you've never heard of. Or it's popped up on a Spotify playlist, which is... Yeah, discover a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into getting on Spotify playlists because you need to be pretty big to do that, or very lucky. Um, so, some people care. You might have made some people remember that you actually exist. Now's your chance to remind them of that and to get them to spend some money. That's what our main objective is here, is to hopefully get them to spend some money so when you spend money, you're not spending all of your money. Right? 
So you can do this a bunch of free ways, which is what we've already talked about. Social with good content, going to shows, and more press content, sending them like an update on something, getting more stories. But no one's buying tickets or albums or listening to your music on Spotify. It's time to remind them how cool you are in like a really different way. Uh, and unfortunately, it's just gonna spend some money. We got to the point where we have to spend some money. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna go run through a whole bunch of the normal, regular bullshit. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is all gonna come to a head. So posters are only ever a reminder that's uh, about something that people already know exists. If you see a poster on the street and it doesn't make any sense to you, are you gonna go and read the finer details and go to the show? No, you're gonna be like, oh fuck, that band I know is playing. So the only time a poster works is if you already have an understanding of what the context of the poster is. Your name should always be the biggest fucking thing on the poster. Please, put your name big on the poster. <laughs> Aesthetics come second. The amount of times I've seen a poster and I have to get a fucking magnifying glass out. I'm gonna give you a couple of examples. Sly Wheelers are really good at it because I manage them. <laughs> this band, who is that? Okay, I mean, they're a big band, but still, fuck. Put your, put your name really big on a poster. It's not that hard. I'm sorry to anyone listening online who didn't realize I was going to swear. Um, no one's listening online. Let's be, let's be clear. Uh, I'm just going to keep throwing pieces of paper on the floor until I catch up with myself. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, so unless you're very good at graphic design, never design it yourself. Like, unless you're very good at, at like recording your own songs, you're not going to record your own album, are you? Like, like, it's the same thing. There are people that are trained to do this, and they're quite cheap. The people that do music, like, like music stuff, know how broke we are, and they do shitloads of like small stuff, and it makes them money rather than doing big projects. So you can get a good design for a hundred bucks to two hundred and fifty dollars. It's not that hard, and like. When you're thinking about your poster design, again, research your fucking market. Like, look at the big band that sounds like you. And go, what do their posters look like? How do I translate someone who's looking at this poster go, oh, that's country music, or whatever it is. Like, you really need to just play down the line a little bit when you're starting this kind of stuff. And get it done early, like I said, because you gotta, you got to have all the details ready before you're going to an artist, because the more you fuck them around, the more they're going to charge you next time. I promise you. Um, you got to print them, and then you got to distribute them. Don't DIY, please. You'll just get them pulled down. Like, literally, there are, like, two, like, warring clans of poster people in Perth, and they, like, fight with knives, and they will kill you. Um, it's a dollar ten a poster. Just pay it. Um, and give some posters to the venue. Um, I know this, some of this is Captain Obvious for you, but some of it might be like, oh, fuck, I didn't do that last time. Or whatever. Um, and look, you've got the artwork, so you can post that on socials and email it to your work colleagues. If you work at a bank, none of them will come. Um, and, and like the artwork itself can have a story. One of my old bands, we put an album out, and they got this um, amazing artist from from Bangalore in India to like hand um, draw everything. And he did it and filmed him doing it, and it was, shut up. <laughs> 
Um, he, he filmed him doing it and sent us a bunch of like him creating the content. And there was a whole bunch more stuff for us to post online and Insta stories and all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's still good content for your for your uh, for your audience. So don't do PR unless you can afford PR. Unless you're at a point where you shouldn't be here, don't pay somebody else to do the job that you've just been doing for the last 20 minutes. You're doing your own PR, this is why we're here. You wanna pay someone else to make like all of the contacts in the industry that you should be making? If you do that the first time, you're gonna be doing that every other time. You're not gonna get those contacts later down the line, you're just gonna keep on paying someone to talk to the people that you should be talking to. Sorry, anyone that works in PR in the room. Um, stickers, flyers, uh, these actually work as well, but require more effort in, on your end, obviously. You can get business card size stickers. I, I do this for Hyper, it goes crazy because we go to high schools. Business card size stickers with like the colour artwork on one side and exactly the same artwork, but in black and white, just on a piece of paper on the back. So when they've stuck it to something, they still have the piece of paper with all the information on it. They cost about 800 bucks for 5,000 of these fuckers. Like, <laughs> It's a really good return on an investment, and as long as you don't get done for graffiti, you'll be fine. Um, you've got to hand them out, though. You've got to do the work. No one else is going to do it, so go to shows. Go to the shows. Bands that sound like you hand out stuff. Hand out flyers. Hand out stickers. Make people, like, put a sticker in the toilet bowl of the bird. I'm sure they'll love it. Um, <laughs> don't pay for press unless you can afford it. But yeah, unless you're getting some mad contra, Okay, so contrast is like the the um, you pay for advertising and then you get stories printed about you. A lot of the time, the people that are paying for that, their story is boring as fuck because they're not going to print it any unless you pay them. So have a good story. You don't have to pay for that. Um, oh yeah. So the venue. Say if you're doing a, a album launch or a single launch or whatever you are. Yeah, you should be working with a professional venue, you would hope, not just like the bus at the back of your kids' playground. Um, the venue should support your efforts in creating a successful event because that's what they want as well. They want people in there, they want people drinking. It shouldn't cost you anything to work with the venue and to get them to do things for you because it's a, an agreement between you that you want it to be a successful event. Maybe ask them for some tips on how they get people down to their venue usually. Ask them for help and, and ask them what collateral they need when you're getting your poster done. Maybe then they want socials and maybe they want like a gif and they're willing to pay an extra 50 bucks for someone to do it. Whatever, whatever it is, talk to your venue. Like, like it's their job to make sure that the event is a success. And the amount of venues that are frustrated at musicians who have sent them a poster and that's it and haven't even given them bios and they can't go to press with anything because they know that musicians aren't going to go to press. Like, it's, it's as much their job to promote your event as it is yours. Um, and then we're going to turn it into the uh, Remember that big band that sounds something like you? That's your biggest um, kind of boon on Facebook because you can actually market to the people that like that band that are from the place that you want to market to. It's called targeting. Um, and you can target to friends of the people that already like your band so that when things pop up it says, hey, like, Cool friend, cool friend, and cool friend like this, and the person that's a pleb is going to be like, fuck you! And, <laughs> um, and make it location specific. If it's only a gig in Perth, make it only in like 10, 10 meters from the bird, or whatever the, like, the closest you can do it is. 
Um, and be demographic specific, like we saw earlier. If, if your demographic is 18 to 25, don't advertise out of that. Like, there's a, there was 1,500 people that were in that 18 to 25 demographic. I guarantee you there are more 18 to 25 year olds in Perth than 1,500 people that like your page. Don't try and break out of the mold before you've got, you know, at least 1% of the population within that mold. Um, and then, like, obviously, remarketing and, and conversions and stuff is a lot more complicated. Um, so, um, yeah, how much do you spend on Facebook? Um, I've spent, through festivals, lots of money. Um, and I've spent with bands not as much because I was broke. Um, but the key here is to spend as little as possible to achieve scalable results. What does that mean? Only spend more money if you're making money. Don't throw money at it and think that it's going to help. If it's not working, it's not going to work more the more money you spend. It's just going to put you in more of a hole. So, as I said before, start with a post that's doing really well already and boost it to fans of the big band from the location of the activity that you're doing and the friends of the people that have already liked your band. Spend no more than 50 bucks in three days and see how it goes. If this is your first foray into social media advertising, that's a pretty good place to start. And don't pay more for a conversion than what you would, what your products were. Um, I had one year, I put an ad up for Hyper where the tickets are $30, and I was like, I'll put some conversion things on. Put like a, a $50 a day, um, like trying to boost conversion. So that's when people go to your website and buy a ticket, and then it gets charged back to you through Facebook. I was paying $38 per $30 ticket I sold. It's not going to work, is it? So turn that one off and try something else. Uh, generally bank on like 10, 10 to 50% of attendees actually showing up. Uh, and that's like, and as far as like clicks on like say your website or like going to Bandcamp or whatever, bank on maybe 1% of those people actually buying anything. 5% of those people may be listening to a couple of songs. Most people click on it and forget about it and fuck off. Um, or they listen to 30 seconds of it and hate it. And no, you know, they're not a conversion anyway. Um, help Skinny, I have no idea what I'm doing. What is the Facebook? Google is your friend. If Google isn't your friend, your friend is your friend. I'm sure people that don't know how to market on Facebook know someone that does. Um, there's so many YouTube tutorials on this kind of shit. Once you've got all the basics down, you can look at ads for conversions and remarketing. So that's like actually getting people that have already visited your website. And you know when you're like, how many people have seen the fucking mattress ad on Facebook? Like, I, anyway, I clicked on one and I had mattress ads for like <laughs> months afterwards. And it was because they were remarketing to me. So that's like when... Um, you click on the website, but you haven't converted, you haven't actually purchased the thing. They have the ability, because you were logged into Facebook on your browser, to log that and go, we're going to try and keep pumping him ads until he actually converts and does the thing. That's what remarketing is. You can do that with your audience. Someone who's visited your Bandcamp before, you can have them in a database within Facebook to just keep being like, you sure you don't want to buy it? But check it on Spotify instead. We've got a new t-shirt out. Like, like that's within your power. It's not hard. It just requires a little bit of YouTube tutorials and fucking around. 
so Instagram is just like the younger brother of Facebook. It still sucks. Um, it's a lot easier to scale Instagram because you can still like, um, like follow other people. So you can do the hell scunchy thing of just like following every person that follows every band that you like um, and hoping that 5% of them will like your band as well. They're never really going to convert unless they're, they actually take some time to listen to it. Um, but stories are easy and great for when you're doing creative things. So like, you don't have an Instagram yet and you're doing re weekly rehearsals, like get it and just post a bunch of, like post your guitarist playing something stupid because you're not listening to, like post your drummer tuning, like uh, all that kind of content for someone who doesn't play music is really interesting for people that do play music. Like, yeah, damn, I'm glad you did that. Um, but you, you don't need a business account to advertise across Instagram. You can, you can do it through Facebook advertising, but it won't let you boost a post that's already on Instagram. So you can't take a post that's doing quite well on Instagram and advertise it unless you have an Instagram business page. Instagram business pages have the same problem as Facebook pages, whereas you're not getting your entire reach for people. You're basically paying for reach as well. So don't do that unless you kind of really think that you want a bunch of likes on a post which is stupid. Um, follow, yeah, like I said, follow the big band and follow the people that the big band follow, like the industry that they are interested in. Um, that'll give you a good idea of like who is successful on social media and what you should be doing. Um, instead of Facebook is one post per 24 hours, uh, Insta is two and like infinite stories. Be that cool kid with 19 um, different things on his story. Uh, and go to shows and like video bands that you like and tag them in it and create internet friends. The amount of times I've seen people like re, like re-share somewhat like themselves playing live on stage by another artist and then I've clicked on that artist and given that artist a listen because like, oh, they're at that show, that show was fucking cool. Whoop, I've learned about a new band. Um, and once you're established enough, you can unfollow all of those uncool friends that you followed when you first got it. Uh, I've already talked about all of this. Yes, I have. Um, oh, and if it's a video, um, YouTube is its own thing. Uh, you can use Google AdWords to make that work. Uh, find, again, you can find that big band that we've been talking about and make your video play before all of their videos on YouTube. And like, you can literally make your video play before every Guns N' Roses <laughs> video if you really want to. Um, but you'll be paying between three cents and 15 cents per time someone does that. Um, and the Google AdWords interface is way shitter than Facebook, but I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, Facebook videos, uh, again, it's, have you ever noticed that like, since Facebook has become, like they started doing lots of videos, YouTube shared videos don't play well in Facebook anymore? Because they're way prioritizing their own shit. So don't post YouTube videos on Facebook, post videos straight to Facebook and, and work it from there. Um, it's a little bit deceiving because view counts on Facebook can't count after three seconds. So literally, someone scroll past your video, it counts as a view. Whereas on YouTube, you're only paying once people watch for about 30 seconds, depending on what your settings are. Um, and, and, and again, like think about like how hard the barrier is for someone to actually watch your new video. So, uh, if you're doing a, a, like a video premiere with a, a press outlet, you've posted it on Facebook, that they've got a story about it, and they're hosting a YouTube link. That's two things someone has to do before they can actually watch it, whereas a YouTube video just in your own profile, 
they see it straight away, like, and it plays straight away. Put subtitles on your music video, like make them not make any sense. Who gives a fuck? Like, talk about whatever you want on that because as soon as they press play, the subtitles disappear and, and you can listen to the actual song. But like, have some fun with the actual content because it, you, you're, you're free to. Um, other money things that, that may, might come up. I mean, obviously, Distro, um, Distro Kid, TuneCore, Record Union, in that order. Um, and websites, only get one if you're selling lots of stuff. It doesn't make any sense not to. Uh, Shopify is an app you can use within Facebook. If, like Most of your interaction with your fans is through Facebook. You can just get Shopify, and it's a, like a tab on, on your Facebook page where you can sell all your shit for like 2% or something. Um, Squarespace, Wix, and WordPress, and all that kind of crap. I'm sure you guys know how to make it look for that. Um, and use the, the, the track, tracking pixels. That's how you do your conversions and your remarketing. You put this tiny little code on top of your header for your website, and Facebook logs people that go on and off your website, and that's how you keep track of who they are. Uh, AOs, big fucking posters. They're $12 each after you print them and put them up. They're really cool. They make you look like a really successful band. You're a really successful band. You've got a poster. Uh, you sure you don't need a publicist? You do not need a publicist! Um, is there anything that I haven't covered? In just like the general run-of-the-mill, I want to put a show on, what should I spend money on things? I've got more to say, but I promise you, I, I feel like I've forgotten something. Who am I not paying right now? Oh, good. Got no bad debts. Alright. Come on. Uh, so let's talk about a generic single launch budget. So um, I was, Apple really wanted me to make this only what, $500. If you really want your single launch to have 14 people at it, spend $500 on promo. Um, it's going to cost more than that, I'm sorry, but you, you hopefully will make way more than that back on ticket sales. So spend that $250 on artwork. That artwork can be your single, um, like, or your album artwork as well. Spend 100 bucks a week on Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of shit for at least four weeks. You want people to be thinking about it and to remember about it. Boost the same. You could do 50 bucks a week for the first three weeks and then spend 300 bucks in the last week and just try and nail that promo and get people to actually show up because you know what Perth is like. Uh, and like um, $300 for printing posters and 363 for distro, that's for 300 posters. That's for like a really big like campaign with like, you know, as many cafes as you can think of in Perth. Um, again, you want to spend that kind of money when you know that you're going to be making it back at a show when you've, like, you've got a bit of hype with that. You print 100 and get it distro to within like the 15 case of the venue if that's how much you can afford. Um, and then AOs, 12 bucks each, like I said, you can print 20 and get them put up just around Northbridge for 240 bucks. Shit, we spent $1,500 already. Um, and we haven't paid anybody in the bands yet. Some of it's optional, but unfortunately things cost money. We've done as much as we can to make sure the things that we are actually paying for are gonna be effective. And you've gotta think about like, what's your budget for the show? So are you gonna maybe make three or four grand on the show? Because you've promoted it well and you've got a bit of hype online, there's 600 people attending. Um, or, Maybe you're gonna spend 1500 bucks and 100 people are gonna show up. It's still gonna be a really good gig, but 100 people show up. That's still far better than spending 500 bucks and 15 people showing up. So, 
And hopefully the next time, when you spend 1500 bucks on promo, 400 people show up, 200 people, 150, and you can build it up from there. Like, we all know being a musician costs money more. I mean, like, you know, for the most of us, it costs more money than we make. You gotta invest a bit to be hopefully be able to produce a little bit at the end as well. Uh, don't ask time poor people for their time, just ask them for a quick advice. Hey, what do you think about this? I was thinking about doing this. What do you think about that? Don't ask them to sit down for coffee if you know that they're like working three jobs because they're not gonna be able to give you their time. You don't need their time, you just need their little bit of advice on one thing. I'm sure that's, that's gonna you know, be easy enough for them to send you an email. Uh, don't spend loads of money on things that you wouldn't be able to justify if you weren't the artist. Sure, it, you know you want to keep the art artistic integrity and make sure the person that designed your poster for your first album, who's now a world-renowned artist, designed your T-shirt, and it's going to cost you seven hundred dollars. Don't do that. Like, honestly, no one else is going to care other than you. Like, don't do something yourself if you wouldn't recommend for other people. It's that simple. Uh, and as a wrap, go to shows meet people, do your research, know your market intimately, you should know who you're trying to sell to, and do what you do well, and surround yourself with people that love doing the things you fucking hate doing, and I promise you you'll be successful. And go to shows. That's it. <laughs>